2: Good evening and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. It's week 11. Indiana's back on the field this weekend on Saturday at noon at Memorial Stadium as they take on the Maryland Terrapins. I'm your host, Sammy Jacobs. Along with us is TJ Inman uh, to talk about Indiana's next matchup against the Terrapins. Indiana comes in at 4-5, and 1-5 and five in the Big Ten. Maryland comes in at 5-4. and four. Uh, at, at three and three in the Big Ten. Uh, Maryland's looking for that all-important sixth win. Indiana's looking to get off the schneid uh, after a four-game losing streak and the open week. So a big game for both teams. Uh, it's it's one of those games that Indiana just has to win. Start running at home. Uh, when you talk about the program taking the next step uh, forward, these are the games that Indiana has to win. I. I I don't mind, uh, you know, I don't really care about beating Ohio State, and Michigan, and Penn State uh, every couple years. These are the games that Indiana has to win, and they had to win last uh, last time out against Minnesota, too. Once they start winning those games, those are the games that will turn uh, this program around. We bring in TJ Inman. TJ, how are you? Doing well,
1: yeah. Yeah, we... We've talked about before, um, you know, when you're in a position like Indiana and like several other programs as well, uh, you are faced with those toss-up games. Uh, you definitely should win, like your Ford Internationals, uh, Ball states, uh, but, you know, games that, that are not, not easy necessarily, but uh, games you're definitely expected to win. Uh the games that you're not expected to win and they are at the steep hill to climb like Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State uh and Michigan State. You, you can you know, you can win one of those occasionally, but you're not gonna bank on it. Uh and then they've got a, you know, a few of those up games. Minnesota's this year, Virginia, uh Indiana got that one. Um Maryland, Rutgers, which lately has fallen into a should win category, but uh and then You just, you have to get more of those games than you lose. Uh, And the one to Minnesota, obviously, was a game Indiana, you know, really had to have and uh, failed to do so. And that looks even worse after uh, the Gophers were shellacked by Illinois last Saturday. So, uh, you know, for postseason eligibility purposes, Indiana's not going to Michigan to win. Um, So, you know, they have to win this one to have a prayer Uh, On the last day of the season uh, against Purdue, a team that is certainly better than Indiana, uh, but it's conceivable that IU could could win that game. Um, uh, Again, I don't see that happening, but it's possible. uh, All that goes out the window if they cannot beat Maryland on Saturday.
2: Yeah, and before we go on, TJ, I do want to apologize to our listeners uh, about the quality of audio last week. Uh, hopefully, I got that issue fixed. I'm using a new microphone and have sat closer to the internet router at home, uh, so hopefully that's all fixed. I, I appreciate people reaching out to me, letting me know that's a problem, because when I test the audio before the show and it plays back, it sounded okay to me, and and. We just can't – while doing a live show, uh, it's you can't really touch those problems until uh, it's all said and done. Uh, but anyway, going back uh, to that point, TJ, this is a Maryland team that is dealing with a lot of off-the-field off the stuff. Uh, TJ Durkin was reinstated for a couple of days and then fired all that you know, Jordan McNair's death, all the toxic culture, off the field stuff, uh, it's catching up to them. They haven't played well against the good teams uh in, in the Big 10, uh Iowa, Michigan State, Michigan and they just, you know, they they haven't looked uh that good outside of the the Texas game. Uh, they lost to Temple uh, when Temple was struggling earlier in the year. Uh, and they uh you know they haven't scored an offensive touchdown against some of these Big 10 elite teams uh since garbage time uh in at Michigan so uh we'll see what they they come out they're going to uh they're going to try and run the ball they have a better rush offenses in the Big 10 but that's about it if you go into their stats, uh, you know, look at their stats. It's run heavy. They're not very good in total offense uh, in, in the Big Ten. And, you know, rushing, they're pretty good at rushing. They're third in the conference rushing at, at um, averaging 5.8 yards a carry and 220 yards a game. But if you go into total offense, which is line passing, and and rushing yards they're sitting at 13th just ahead of of well, not just ahead of Rutgers but only ahead of Rutgers cuz they are about 70 yards per game better than Rutgers uh total total yardage wise and you know Maryland is just one of these teams that Tom Allen has had an issue uh stopping although it's a different staff um you know, then the last couple of offenses they have, they still have, have got a really good, uh, really good rushing offense led by Anthony McFarlane, who's their freshman running back. Uh, Ty Johnson, who, TJ, we both have been uh, Ty Johnson fans for his entire career at Maryland. Uh, and then you yeah. have a couple other guys, Fleet Davis, Javon Leak, uh Lorenzo Harrison who is another good guy has only played in two games uh and he he's banged up uh so yep. they like to run the ball. Kaseem Hill is not their quarterback is not a very good passer. Completes about 50% of his passes. Uh has nine touchdown throws and, and three interceptions but you know yeah it, it, it's a one-dimensional offense. If Indiana shuts down the run they they should have a good shot at coming out at uh, on top of this one. It's kind of a it's a, it's a revenge game for them too for Indiana. It, 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 IU went into America last year, got up sixteen nothing and 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 blew that game. And we'll see we'll see what happens. and we'll see what happens. But that, that was last year. That was the game kind of like Minnesota uh, that cost IU a bowl game last year. And and you got to believe that Tom Allen uh, and those guys uh, remember what Maryland did to them uh, a year ago and uh, will not take them, take them lightly.
1: Well, uh, you know, it's a good rundown of Maryland. Uh, Essentially it's, as one dimensional as it gets in the big 10, really, uh, um, Ty Johnson is, is a guy that you certainly have to game plan for. He was, uh, invisible. And I, I do not think he played at all. Uh, he, d- he did not again. play. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I, I was looking for injury update for him. I know he got hurt against Michigan, uh, roughly a month ago and has been limited since. And, I'm, So, you know, did not play, I guess. Uh, I knew I didn't see him, but I I couldn't find anything uh, preparing for the show. I I could not find anything regarding his status for Saturday. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on. Uh, Ty Johnson, not just as a running back, but I think his bigger factor uh, would be if he's able to go for special teams purposes. Um, Mm -hmm. Indiana's, you know, coverage units have left a lot to be desired. And Ty Johnson, a guy that can certainly burn uh, you as a return man. So that's a yeah, to watch. Um, yeah, average,
2: averaging 27 yards per kickoff return with the with a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems like every year he's yeah he's putting up yardage uh, and he, he's been fun to watch. We compared him to Tevin Coleman a little bit when he was a freshman and came into Indiana and just yeah. I, averaged 9 yards almost you know 9 or 10 yards per carry uh wearing number 6 and, and running down the sideline with speed so yeah he's a guy who if he does play against Indiana that that's a break yes yeah
1: definitely um uh, you know i i think one of the one of the more disappointing uh progressions if you will uh, in the Big 10 has been Kaseem Hill uh, a lot more was expected of him than what he's been able to give them this year. Uh, now, I will say that I don't think he's working with uh, with much in terms of wide receivers. Um, not a lot there. You know, D.J. Moore um, was just a huge loss for that offense. They've not been able to even come close to replacing what he did for them uh, in the past game. Uh, and it's it left them, um, you know, as, as basically... They can hurt you uh, if you make major mistakes in the secondary. Um, you know, if you stay sound coverage-wise, I don't think they have any receivers or a quarterback capable of burning you uh, more than once or twice in the pass game. Uh, so it's going to be if I use running defense to uh, step up and and slow them down. It is S&P-plus-wise is the 100th-ranked offense, um, you know, which Indiana is, uh, I think 14 spots higher than that, and we know that IU's offense has struggled. So uh, that kind of gives you a glimpse of where Maryland's at on offense. Now, the other side of the ball, they've been they've been pretty good. Uh, 36, I think, overall S&P Plus. Um, I, I think that they've been pretty steady as a unit all season. Uh, not spectacular, but they haven't had any. Uh, woeful outings, and uh, you know they've they 've done okay uh, considering that their offense has struggled so um, i'm interested to see number one how does Maryland come out uh, in you know, attack this game because uh, Last week, it, it did look like for the first time all year that they they really would rather not have been out there. Um, and that that could be, you know, complete, just unfair guesswork on my part. Uh, but that that's just what it looked like. There was really, Michigan State got ahead early and there was very little doubt about what the outcome of that game was going to be. It was more or less just playing out the clock. Yeah, and then they, Michigan that?
2: State that game turned on, on two plays too. Uh you know, Maryland picked off a pass, which they're excellent at. They have uh sixteen interceptions on the year, but they picked off a yeah. pass. It looked like they're going to go in for a pick six. And I think it's Daryl Stewart, um, the wide receiver from Michigan State, raked at the ball right at the goal line, uh, causing the fumble. It ended up being a touchback for Michigan State, got the ball back. And, and the next play later, um, Connor Hayward takes an 80-yard for a touchdown to make it 24-3 instead of 17-10 uh, with all the momentum. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of was the dagger. I, I watched most of that game. Um, I, I watched the Texas game over again where, you know, they have the Texas game is such an outlier – uh, to me, be, uh, because you have, yeah. uh, Jay Sean Jones played really, really well. And you expect to go back and look at his season stats and he, you know, he's, he only has 177 yards receiving and more than half of those, uh, you know, 73 of those came against Texas. And yep, it, it, it's that, that's the crazy part about this offense and, and, uh, Throwing the ball, they look really good throwing the ball against Texas. Uh, after that, you know they went to Bowling Green and won. They got they they lost to Temple and looked really bad. And they've kind of been a Jekyll and Hyde after after winning yeah. two in opening season. They have alternated wins and losses the rest of the way. Haven't looked against the good teams in the Big Ten, uh, but you know it, it's their defense is is, uh, is going to keep them in. It, uh, for their offense to hang around and, and score some points, and, and they do the ball away. I believe this is the top two teams in the Big Ten and, and total takeaways. Uh, and, Correct. You know, yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll see. It, it could be classified as an ugly football game, but usually those ugly football games turn into exciting games. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. And that's what this is probably going to be. They played some close close games recently, you know, those couple of years, been some funky games. Indiana fell behind in 2015, uh, 21-3 and, and stormed all the way back last year. Maryland fell behind and stormed back. And then in 2016, you had, it was just a back and forth game. Where Indiana got out in front, Maryland went ahead, then Indiana came back, and uh, you know that that was the, the old bacon and legs game. But uh, yep, it, it's good. It's this is a big game for both teams because Maryland does not have a lot. Of, this this might be their only chance at, at a sixth win this year uh, with Ohio State and, and Penn State to, to close the year. And Indiana needs that fifth win. Because you can't go into Michigan thinking oh, no, we got to win this one uh, to go to a bowl. Um, it, it, it's two to five wins going into Purdue. It's a rivalry game. We said that last year going into Purdue, anything could happen. Um, Purdue's playing really well right now, and, and they could be. They're one game behind Northwestern, although Northwestern has that tiebreaker. That that bucket game. Is uh, if Indiana wins on Saturday it's going to hold a lot of importance for because Purdue could be playing for a trip to Indianapolis uh, as West Division champions, uh, and Indiana could be playing for for the third time in fourth seasons. And TJ, we've seen a lot of people jump off this IU football bandwagon and call for Tom Allen's head and say, you know, why why bother rooting for the team? they going to rip your heart out. But, you know, it, it's tough at four and five. But if they get this one, you're still going into the last game of the season and needing a win to, to get a bowl game. And, and if they win that one, going into the season, I believe we said six wins is all you need uh, to have a successful year. It was bumpy. Did you like right. it? Are changes coming? Probably. Uh, but it's really too early to to really put in the Season put a fork in the staff and and move on. While we did, did put Tom Allen on the hot seat last week, it, it's it's true. His seat is, is warming up in terms of this is a home game you have to win, uh, and you, you want fans to buy in. You you want uh, you know to create that culture. These are the home games IU has to win uh, to do that.
1: Right? Yeah. I, uh, you know. I think Indiana's game plan, given the opponent, uh, and really given what IU has shown they're capable of doing, uh, I would love to see an Indiana game plan that was, you know, let's come out, establish Stevie Scott and Ronnie Walker, who I think has had some very nice runs. uh, Establish those two and beat them and pound Maryland, because I think that run defense, uh, they can be had. A um, secondary for Maryland is the strength of their unit, um, and their pass rush as well is pretty strong. So establish that, and then from there, you know, take some deep shots. Uh, there's there's no reason to hold anything back any longer. There's just not. Uh, no, this is you're now down
2: offense. to yeah, you're now down yeah. to one game seasons, and this is your one game uh, for the rest of the season because this is about as mathematically not out of it, but this is about as of a uh, uh, backs against the wall must win game to get the bowl game as, as Indiana's had uh, since the bucket game last year. So it, you're right. Yeah. You, you, you have had a week, a week to prepare an extra week to prepare to throw in some gadget plays. Uh, they, they, Tom Allen has said that uh, Reese Taylor has had a lot of work at quarterback the last, uh, the last couple weeks. So you know, during the open week and all that stuff. It's, you know, it's the feeling that I had last year was that this team left a lot on the field and it's the same thing going into this game uh, as well. How much has this staff learned from that experience going, Oh, we, you know what, we've got to empty the bag. Cause if they empty the bag and, and, and run their offense and And you lose at least you feel good about hey, we didn't leave the ace up our sleeve, and um that's kind of the feeling I had last year was you had you left a lot of a lot of chips and cards on the table uh, and and ended up going five and seven this year. It kind of feels the same way you, you kind of lucked out against the Rutgers and held on uh but you know not using Michael panickes as much and, and not throwing the ball deep against Minnesota. And, you know, you go back and you say, oh, I should have, could have, would have. And, and the staff has to learn from that. And, you know, if, if you do double reverse pass, at least Taylor plays an interception. Okay. It's like a punt. So, you know, whatever, it's right. on tape and all those things, but at least you tried and, and you're being aggressive. So, We'll see what they do. Maryland, you've got to establish the run in any Big Ten game to win, and you've got to stop the run uh, to do that as well. TJ, what is your matchup to
1: watch uh, for Saturday? Yeah, I think you could go with uh, – I'll just go in general, the run defenses against the run offenses. Uh, I think it's specifically, um, I think Stevie Scott against Maryland's front, and then, uh, you know, really tie on Davis has been uh, kind of their most exciting back recently. Um, but, you know, Maryland has, going to spread that ball around. Indiana's going to feature Scott Moore. Uh, Maryland's going to have multiple guys get, you know, a handful of carries. Um, so I'm going to go with the run defenses against the run offenses. Uh, and so you could say, you know, which offensive line can control. Uh, the trenches more. Whichever one you have, I think has a really good shot of walking away with this game. Uh, And Indiana's offensive line has to take that as a personal challenge uh, to be able to to win that battle.
2: Yeah, and I don't want to piggyback off of you that much, uh, but I'm going to go a different route and say Indiana against themselves uh, this is get, You got to yeah, come out yeah. and start fast, uh, you know, so we'll go Indiana versus a slow start. Uh, if you come out sluggish and, and, uh, and start slow and, and get behind Maryland, they're going to use their rushing attack, kind of like falling behind Navy a couple years ago uh, where you don't get as many possessions. You don't have any many, as many chances to score. And, Especially with Indiana's offense taking 12 plays and and a lot of time to get down the field, uh, it that turns into a single digit possession game, and if you get behind a couple of scores, you have to be just that much better. So Indiana against a fast start or or against a slow start, however you want to put it, it's Indiana against the start of the game. This is going to be a noon game. I don't believe that the you know this is going to be a. Uh, a family and friend type game uh, in terms of fan turnout with basketball starting the, uh, the, the loss against Minnesota, losing four in a row. Uh, They need to have the us against the world mentality, get off of social media, stop posting messages that, you know, yelling at fans for not staying, not going, just ignore it. Turn out, turn off the, turn off the noise, go out there and play football because if they, if Indiana executes, the way that they're capable of, and we've seen it at times, but not for all four quarters. Uh, they can win this game convincingly uh, and move on. And maybe that's something they have to do for the rest of the rest of the season: is block out the noise. You have a lot of people talking about Purdue. You have Indiana fans talking about Purdue uh, being five and five and four after an zero and three start, beating three ranked teams and you know having a shot to win that western division uh you know all the, the the noise about tom allen they'll be in a high school coach and uh the way they've gone about that about fred glass just go out and play football and if there's 10 people in the stands so be it if there's 10,000 people in the stands so be it it's you turn, turn tune out the news uh t- tune out uh I tune out the news anyway, it's so depressing. But t- uh t- tune out the noise. Uh tune out the noise and just put your blinders eye on and go play. Uh because people jump ship and and I don't blame them. Uh but don't let no. them in your seat. Go out play, start fast. You know, it, it, people like to see Point score. If you can score three, three touchdowns in a row, maybe some of those fans come back in. Uh, maybe they show up against Purdue next week in, uh, or in two weeks and all that stuff. So, you know, we'll see. That's that's my matchup to watch is Indiana against their start uh, and, and those mentalities. It, it's going to remind me a lot of those 11 a.m. starts up in Northwestern where they don't. And I think Northwestern does it on purpose, but they play the the dullest music at 11 AM. And, and there's, you know, a couple hundred people in the stands. It's a bring your own juice kind of atmosphere. So that's my matchup to watch. Um, let's go one big key to the game, TJ.
1: Yeah, my big key to the game is going to be, uh, I, I'm going to steal a page from your book uh, and talk about the special teams. Uh, no special teams mistakes. That would mean not allowing any blocked punts. That would mean, uh, and I, I can't say, I mean, I will say no missed kicks, but Logan Justice has been good this year as a kicker uh, on field goal attempts. He's been good at that. Um, but still, you know, keep that up. Uh, no blown coverages, no missed tackles on the uh, kickoff coverage or punt coverage, deletes the big returns. Do not let special teams become a factor in this game. Uh, and Indiana has far too often allowed more than one big special teams plays that end up costing them contests, and uh, they can't let that happen on Saturday.
2: Yeah, and that goes right along with the fact starting to get Penn State, State off, uh, you know, down to the Indiana thirty-six. Yeah. Last week, when that game was, you know, the way that they blocked our punts uh, and the differences in the game and things like that. My key to the game is red zone efficiency. Uh, they need to score touchdowns in the red zone. You need to score touchdowns in the red zone and not field goals. It killed them against Minnesota. Uh, it killed them in some big games over the last couple of years. You gotta gotta score touchdowns in the red zone. Now you don't have to be a hundred percent, but you know, two out of every three times you gotta score a touchdown and field goals. There are times there's a time place uh, for field goals, and we saw that against uh, Penn State when. Uh, you know, that fourth down that the, they went for it and, and things like that, where you kick the field goal, but it's tied uh, and, and things like that. But there's a, a time in the place for field goals. And Indiana right now is, is scoring at 78%, only a 54% conversion rate on touchdowns, which is just in the big set uh, compared to Rutgers. Uh, you got to score those, those touchdowns, and, and it looked like against Minnesota, they started their you know those two point plays. TJ you mentioned it last week, where you, you body up with John Hale and some of those big receivers getting on the inside of, of the defense uh, instead of throwing it up for those fade balls, and uh, you yeah, know, they, they got those two two point conversions. And maybe that's what you do in the red zone. Hey, what's our best or second best? Uh, you know, our best four uh, two point conversion plays, and and go do that. So, um,
1: but I just I don't understand why Brees Taylor cannot be an asset in the red zone. Um, correct, a guy that that is as mobile as he is, uh, that we know can throw the ball. I, I don't care if he's not incredibly polished as a quarterback right now. And I don't, I don't really care that he has not had full-time work as a quarterback for a lot of the season. That, that shouldn't matter in the red zone. You know, you, you give him a package of red zone plays uh, and let him go to work in, in that situation. Um, I mean, he, yeah. He's a guy that they've continued to talk about, hey, we have to get this guy on the field. We have to get this guy with the ball in his hands. Well, do it. I mean, you know, find situations to make that happen. Uh and if 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 that means you have to force it, well fine, do so. Um you know, as we talked yep. about a little earlier. Kind of like there's, what they did with no Tanda other time Doss. to pull it out.
2: Nope. And just kind of like what they did with Tanda Doss, uh and and um, uh who'd they run away? The use? uh in in the in the red zone, where they ran that I think yeah. they scored like three yeah. times on Ohio State in two thousand and twelve with it uh that little reverse you know you, you bring everybody to the left, you reverse it, and you know he either could throw it to the left or just run it. It was fast enough at least Taylor's fast enough to beat guys to the edge, especially. You know, maybe not against Ohio State four or five times, but certainly against a team like Maryland, you, you'd expect him to have enough speed to get there. And you just need something. And to go back on the special teams point, TJ, they need something out of this game return game. Um, and, well, and
1: yeah, I gave up it, on that. It, it's
2: you need something. You got you know, it, I, I get catching it with Mike Majet and getting the ball at the 25 and making sure you don't fumble it. But if you need a big – go put Jay Williams back there. Go, uh, You know how that reaches quarterback number two, probably not putting him back there. But, you know, go put Jay Sean back there. Go put Jay Williams back yeah. there. Somebody, you know, somebody who gets through the, the trash and get up past the 25 because you're making it super difficult on an offense – to go 75 yards each time to get the ball after an opponent score, and it, it's it's killing them. Um, and, and even though Deshaun Harris hasn't had a, a real good punt return uh, in, in a while, he's still affecting that punt game, and guys are shanking balls and kicking it away from him, and, and you get those extra yards um, there like that, but in the kick-return game, you got to, you're preaching aggressiveness, you got to be aggressive, just like you, what? What's who cares? You know, you know what's the difference between five and seven and four and eight outside of a win, and maybe you know you reclaim the title is is having the lowest win percentage in college football. But you know, what? Who cares? You know, go out and uh, and, and make a play on on special teams and things like that. But it, it's going to come down to, like you said, the run game run defense and how, how Indiana starts with uh prediction time. TJ.
1: Well, you know, I, I, I am an optimist. I, uh, choose to be that and with sports because, uh, you know, why not? I just don't see the fun in doing it any, any other way, but, um, I do have to be realistic. And I promised, uh, after that Minnesota game that I was not going to pick Indiana to win again. until I actually saw it happen on the field. Um, uh, so that kind of forces my hand here. Uh, Maryland to win, um, you know, in probably as uh, gut-wrenching a fashion as possible. Uh, we'll say Maryland 31, Indiana uh, 24, with, uh, with Maryland maybe having a possession of, like, I don't know, five or six minutes at the end of the game to break the tie with the late touchdown. Yeah, uh, you,
2: you go on record saying that that you'd pick, pick them. Up. I, I uh, it it's not winning this one. You're not winning any of them. Uh, it, it's a solid Maryland team. Another Maryland team. Stop. You've had a you had a couple weeks to get ready for their rushing attack, and, and somebody. There's uh, nothing I could do, and and. You know, I wouldn't be totally shocked if that happens. Uh, I'd be very, very disappointed, but I wouldn't be shocked. But I'm going to take Indiana uh, to come out with uh, with their hair on fire. Uh, they, you saw them against the, with their their backs against the wall last year a couple times. Did it? They did it well two out of three times. Uh, just not that third time. Uh we'll see how they respond this year. I, I think India is gonna take it, establish a run game. Uh they'll win 20, 28 uh twenty one uh, in a in a turnover fest.
1: I'd take that for sure. Uh, any anything to get a win, um style points are far from mattering. That stopped mattering a long time ago. And uh, you know, obviously uh it would just be a lot just from our standpoint, and I'm sure from the team standpoint, the staff standpoint, um, everything would just feel a little bit better uh, this coming week if you can uh, get back in the win column. So um, it's a it's a big game for a lot of reasons. Uh, certainly, um, you know I, I can't help it. I I always look forward to it, no matter how bleak things look. I and mean, they, I mean, look, uh, it's not too long ago that things were. Way way worse than this. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, it's it's uh look, I, I always think that even a bad day of college football is way better than almost anything else sports-wise. So, uh, I'll take it, and uh, hopefully, you know, things go much better on Saturday. Uh, a couple of storylines that I I do want to mention real quick. Yeah, um, go
2: ahead. You
1: know, you're you're getting towards the uh, towards the end of the season obviously where you know guys the staff is making decisions on do we redshirt or do we play him uh, I think Jacob Robinson would be an interesting guy to whether or not the staff chooses to uh, to play him if he's capable of playing again um, or you know if they hold him he's only played three games uh, so if they, if they held him out or maybe two I'm not sure but it's less than four uh, so even if he is healthy enough to come back. I wonder uh, if him coming back for another year is something he'd be uh, interested in doing. Um, uh, you know, something to, something to watch perhaps. Uh, and then I, I'm also interested to see uh, whether or not Jason Harris uh, applies for another year of eligibility and, and whether or not he gets it. Uh, I would anticipate that would probably be set in motion after this year but another storyline to watch and uh, his play this year has been at wide receiver uh, has been something that I have really enjoyed watching I think he deserves a lot of credit for continuing to battle back uh, through those injuries and and be a a really solid uh, slot receiver for the Hoosiers so um, those are just a couple things that popped into my head throughout the throughout the week that I thought I'd mention.
2: Yeah, and Jacob Robinson's an interesting one. You know, he really, really wants to finish it out. Uh, you know, these yeah. guys he came up with and he and, and if he can. But it would be nice to have a guy like him back on the defensive line next year as well. But it's going to be totally off them. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. He has played in three yeah. games. Um, and, you know, that will kind of help. So, but we i don't know, win two out of the next three in the goal game and, and finishes for strong. Um, Jason Harris is interesting, too. You know, three three knee injuries. Uh, it, it would definitely be, you know, a, a case to listen to, to get that six-year of eligibility, uh, and, and hopefully the NCAA would do the right thing, and, you know, this, this does kind of have a future runner, uh if he wanted it yeah uh, again that he yeah. he could you know those returning guys in the NFL that you know is is good for a couple maybe a couple catch you know 10 15 catches a year but could be a, a big threat on, on special teams and the NFL will look at at those guys and you know does he want to has he done enough on the field to to go this this next year, that six year of eligibility. Uh, but that's, that's interesting thing to look at. And then, uh, you know, what they do at restart quarterback as well is an interesting storyline and, and some of these other redshirt guys, uh, that they can play or, or redshirt as well. And, uh, you know, we'll see it's, the talents there, they, they, it hurt It hurt a lot to lose Michael Penix because just you saw his arm yeah. strength and you saw yeah. him play, and and your mind just wanders to what this team would be if they, you know, rolled the dice and went with him opening day. And I was going through my text messages, uh, you know, late last night uh, before going to bed, and and I scrolled back to the one that I sent to, to people at 7.23 on September 1st and it, and it said, well, they should have started panicked. Uh, and that was after he threw that first interception. So, you know, I, I've been on board the train uh, since yeah. since the beginning and, you know, nobody could deny that, but it's you know, that's a moot point right now uh, with him being hurt. but the future kind of looks bright. If they could just survive this year and end the end the year on a high note and, and feel good about going into that uh, into the off season and, and keep this recruiting class together. You have a lot of coming back. Your your run game you get Cole Guest back, you to go along with Johnny Walker and uh, Stevie Scott, you bring in the same games as well. Uh, Christian Acheck is, is might be starting to more. As well, this wide receiver core it looks really, really good. Especially if you get Donovan Hale and, and Nick Westbrook back next year, uh, and guys want to stay, uh, you get WAP back at 100%. And you know, you, your mind starts to wonder, wonder what is 2009 going to happen? Uh, and that's why I don't. Think they're going to blow it up this year uh, with that. Now there might be some staff changes. I think there should be some staff changes. Uh, but yep. you're not going to blow this whole thing up while you're sitting on, on a quarterback like Michael Penix coming back next year and, and you know, a, a solid running game and going to have to replace an offensive alignment, but you know, we'll, we'll see what they do there. So, well, that does it for tonight's show. i on, it. on Maryland from Memorial stadium at noon on big 10 network. Check your local listings. Uh, as always, uh, I'll tweet out the Big Ten uh BTM Game Finder as well when they put that out. Uh just a reminder, they have not announced the kick time for Michigan. The networks use their flex uh whatever, six day flex. So you'll find that out on on know on late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. Uh, and, and then we'll get into uh you know the final quarter of the season. It has gone by quickly, almost too quickly. So you know, enjoy the last three games. Enjoy the races. Man, this is shaping up to be one of the best finishes in college football uh, that I remember with the races in the East, uh, races in the Big Ten West, the SEC, uh, and, and all those. So, we'll see, TJ. Enjoy the rest of your week, and I'll see you down in Bloomington
1: on Saturday. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Uh it seems like it's probably gonna be a, a chilly one on Saturday, but hopefully the sun's out and uh we can enjoy seeing Nanny get back into the into the wind column. Either way, we'll provide the coverage and the souls are on.
2: Yeah, we'll be uh we'll be on the air next Monday night to preview the Indiana's trip up to the big Cats, and uh we'll see more oh, happens. Yeah, good happens up at the big house. I'll tell you that. Whether it comes from parking the car, not having an ice maker in the press box. You know, a gazillion dollars they spent on the press box left an ice maker. <laughs> like something that NASA would do. Um, anyway, uh, thanks for joining us. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore Huddle. Keep coming back to com. I think I finally got the pop-up, uh, the the pop-up ad issue uh it's still an issue that people please please let me know nicely i don't really want to be yelled at it's an (laughs) issue that i really can't control um but i added security to the site uh that should help with that uh if you want to point it out point it out nicely i i I get yelled at by kids all day and, and i don't really want to be yelled at by adults on Twitter and I I will snap back at you and stuff like that. So please nicely tell me that the site is being annoying or that there's a grammatical error. And I really do appreciate that in all seriousness, Uh, but do it it in a well-toned manner and and don't be a jerk about it because I, I I have, you know, a hundred jerks yelling at me all day uh, anyway, and, and I just don't want to put up with that. Anyway, for joining us. Enjoy the rest of the week. Uh, hopefully it's not too cold. And remember, Indiana kicks off at noon Ten network against Maryland. I see one their fifth win of the season and trying to break a four-game losing streak. Anyway, that does it for tonight's episode of the Hoosier Hardcastle podcast. and we'll talk next week.